Flask Podcast. Starring Nicholas Dennison. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Trying Flask Podcast. As always, I'm Nick Dennison. My guest today, he is a musician out of Boise. He's an old-time friend of mine. Uh, let's give a really warm welcome for Roly. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Dude, I'm super glad we got to have you on. Um, we wanted to do an episode with you when I was up in Boise with Brian, but, I don't, you know, schedules, no big deal. But I'm yeah. glad we're doing it now. Definitely glad we're doing it now. Yeah. So how have yeah, you been, man? man? I'm really looking forward to it. Been pretty good, man. I've been, uh, you know, a lot has changed since uh, high school. A lot has yeah. changed in the past, since like the past three years. And, hey, man, it's just, you know, times are changing. I know. I got a mustache now. That's it's really crazy. It's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, man. I like that. Cop on the goatee look. Yeah. I like it. I might do like, you always had like that hair back in high school. Like, you're blessed with fucking having a beard back then, man you know what yeah i remember like in high school like i just had like a crazy like i had like a chin strap going on and i remember like i i'd I'd be able to grow like facial hair but it was always so patchy and i remember like towards like um my freshman year of high school my uh, freshman year of college like all right we need to kind of trim this up a little bit and maybe just go with a goatee (laughs) because it's a little too gnarly i feel the same way like i can grow like a goatee pretty good but like everything else is like super fucking patchy oh let's go dude Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta calm down. But yeah, like, like I said, lots of change. Oh yeah, dude. That's I was gonna comment on that because like, dude, like when I knew you, man, you were like straight shooter, man, super square. I'm like, I, I was too when we first started swing. Probably should context context is like when I met you, we met I think the first time was when we swam for star. Like yeah, back. that was like maybe the early mid or uh eighth grade. I yeah, that was like eighth grade. grade. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I can't believe that. He's like, I feel yeah. like um, we got pretty close then. And then we swam together. I kind of drifted off, like, because I got really into, like, you know, smoking weed and shit. You know, yeah, retarded yeah, yeah. stoner. Sorry. Like <laughs> I said, I'm not uh, PC by any means on here. But, like, uh, yeah, dude, like, I thought it was funny because, like, uh, I was talking to, so, you know, Giovanni Cristobal, right? Yep. So when we don't do the Zoom meetings, he normally produces for me. And he was talking about, uh, hanging out with you he's like yeah dude like you're fucking rolling with smoke or like you'd like drink and i'm like what no way no i yeah. refuse to believe this at all so what like yeah. you know uh i don't even know what i'm going right now i haven't done a podcast in like a week so i'm a little rusty sorry I, no worries. I, I try to be professional you know but this just happens um but yeah man like i always was i was blown away like to hear some of the things like other people said like when they hang out and he's like that's not the really i know <laughs> like yeah yeah you know well it was it was crazy too because i look back at it and i i realized like you know being in high school and and being in such an urban town like temecula you know like or suburban i should say um you know my parents were never the kind of parents that were really they didn't really have me on a tight leash you know they were always like you know you can go you can do your thing just here's how it's probably going to go down just be responsible you know and that's true man i never really drank or smoked in high school i drank um i drank a little bit or actually not i didn't even had my first drink until i was a freshman in college really um yeah yeah but i i smoked a little bit um of herb when i was probably starting around i'll say summer leading into senior year of high school okay yeah Um, same here with my buddy yeah with my buddy brayden remember brayden 
Yeah, yeah, I do. So, I do. Yeah, so him and I would always, uh, you know, kind of hang out together and, you know, have a little sesh here and there. But nothing, nothing too major. It wasn't until I uh, got into college where I really started to kind of, you know, test the waters yeah, well, a little bit know. and have a good time. Yeah, because I had, you know, back in high school, I had a lot on my plate. I had shit to do. Yeah, no, I feel you. you know, I had responsibilities with swimming and and lifeguarding and all that stuff. So got to see yeah. the priorities first. And you know, if you're no, a man at you. night, you had to be a man in the morning. So yeah, know, yeah, had to go in and do my I work. Was, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I can say I never smoked on the job, but as soon as that clock was done, I was you know I was punching <laughs> off one and I was punching into the other. That's but, right. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I don't even smoke anymore. So neither do I. Yeah. It was, it was short-lived, short-lived, but like, um, yeah. I don't know, like I, uh, yeah, it's, I, so what, uh, if you don't mind me, like, why'd you stop? Like what made you not do it anymore? So I know when I got into college, I, uh, when I moved up here to Boise, my first semester, um, my freshman year, you know, I wasn't going too, too hard. I had a couple of roommates, you know, we kicked back and drank wasn't really in uh, big in like the whole fraternity scene. Wasn't really big into the whole party scene. I was more of just yeah. like the kick back uh, by the bonfire with a group of friends and, you know, smoke and drink and tell stories and do stupid shit. Right. That's honestly the best way to do it, man. Like, yeah, I, I did the frat thing for a minute. I was in a frat for a week and uh, I saw some shit. It was like, whoa, way too much. <laughs> yeah. Drink. Crazy shit. Right. Yeah. Ah, dude, it was crazy. Like, so I, um, I, I don't know. I've been to Boise once, so I kind of, mm-hmm. I don't want to say I have a feel for how it goes there, but like, I don't know, like at Arizona, it's like you either friends with your roommates or your frat brothers and that's it. Like it's yeah. such a big town. Like you kind of need that support. So I went in being like, I'm, I'm sure you remember me. Like I was a fucking stupid kid back then. I was like, dude, I'm gonna be a frat. I'm gonna be like, you know, just party guy, party guy. Yeah. Frat boys. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, ASU, let's go. I'm doing a frat for sure, man. And so I, um, I always wanted to join one. So like, I get in, I get accepted into one and literally like I'd actually been smoking with the president beforehand. Like, cause I just, we, you know, I met him at like the, you know, walk-in thing and we just instantly hit it off. It's like, you know, I was kind of like, I felt like I was a part of him before I wasn't. And then, um, the night of initiation, like honestly the, my initiation wasn't that bad. They basically like took us out to Chinese food, blindfolded us, drove us around town for like an hour bumping like barbie theme song music and shit like as soon as you'd laugh they'd like shut the fuck up no laughing yeah and it's like dude this is impossible how am i not gonna laugh when i hear door explorer bumping on like some 808s in the fucking car you know like yeah um but yeah so then they take us to the house you know light us make us light some candles and shit and then mm-hmm. we proceed to get fucked up like we uh a couple of guys went to i think it was michigan state versus asu that night so a bunch of guys went to the game i'm not a big football guy so i was like eh, i'll just stay home um and dude, I got so fucking hammered. Like I was just ripping fucking Captain Morgan and Cokes. You know, I was doing dab rigs with the president and then like ASU won, which is like a huge upset. And they're like, all right, pledges, get everything. We're going to the party. And I was already plastered. I was like, what what the fuck me? We're we're here. Like, nah, dude, this is pregame. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. So then like, I'm at the actual party. I'm more focused on like standing at this point. I'm like, just like trying to like, you know, doing like a pass, you know, with the joint. I'm like, just focus on just standing. Don't move. Don't talk. Just keep it together. <laughs> just keep it cool. Yeah. yeah. And so then like, I think 12 o'clock comes around. I'm like, ah, fuck this dude. I'm too fucked up. I want to go home. I start walking out the door and I somehow I black out. And when I come to, I'm in the upstairs part of the house and I'm doing gravity bong hits with this guy in his room. It's just the two of us. And so we start talking and 
he's like some fucking inner street kid from Boston. That's not even a part of the frat. He just lives there. He's tripping on GHB. And we're just like Fuck. getting fucking deep. And like we talked for, I think, a solid four hours, just like the whole time, just smoking, shooting the shit, getting real deep about life. And I think it's around like three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning where he goes like, dude, I'm going to be real with you. Like I could, I'll, I'll try and get his accent. He's like, let me be real with you, dog. I'll fucking tell you right now. You're not meant <laughs> for this. Like he's like flat out. You're not meant to be in a frat. Like he's like, I'm connecting with you on like some fucking psychological level right now. And you're just not meant like, he's like, we're here. Like we're, we're linked. And like, this is just not for you. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? Like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, no, this is not what you want to do. And it's funny because as he was saying that, another frat guy comes in. So, you know, we get all of our deep conversation. We go back to being fake. And um, I remember I see, like, I see the frat guy sees a girl in the hallway and he's like, you, come here. So the girl comes in, he's like, spin around for me. And the chick spins around for him. And he's like, all right, sit in my lap. And so she sits on his lap and then he just goes back to talking to us like nothing's happening. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck is like, what's going on? Like I'm looking at the frat yeah. guy, looking back at that other guy. Look, I'm just, I'm like, are you seeing this? Is this actually happening? And then yeah. um, two minutes, you know, it felt like an, a lot, a lifetime, but you know, maybe two minutes goes by and then she's like, all right, I'm going to go. And he's like, all right, give me a kiss. They make out for a second. She leaves. And then almost immediately afterwards, he pursues her. And as soon as he leaves the room, I was like, okay, what the fuck just happened, dude? And it was crazy because like, as all this is happening, I kind of like got like, almost like the dots connected career. It's like, dude, like I'd get like emails from ASU about like, oh, this rape allegation just happened. Here's a criminal notice. Like yeah. three times a week. I'd always be like, how is this fucking happening? And then I watched, and I was like, yeah. ah, got it. You know? And then as soon as he leaves, I asked the guy from Boston that I was talking to originally, I was like, what just happened? He's like, if you don't leave now, you're going to become that. And I was like, all right, that's it. Say no more. I'm done. You know? Yeah. But like, it was, it was weird, man. Like, yeah, I never like even after that, like I didn't have friends in in college. I just kind of like did my own thing. I was very alone. And it was weird because like I went into college thinking I was going to have that like, you know, fucking, you know, Blue Mountain State party experience. And then like to have it get yeah. shot down. I was like, OK, this is weird. So like I'm, I'm always curious when people are like, yeah, like I didn't really do like I, I kind of was just more chill, laid back in my college life. And I was like, I, I'm always curious, like what that entailed like how could you do that i don't know i i just it's it's intriguing for me so like yeah 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 i i totally relate to you on that that's um that's pretty much what happened with me you know like my freshman year first semester specifically it was very uh you know getting introduced the whole party scene uh getting introduced to you know all sorts of different things you know having my first drink and fucked up for the first time you know um i want to get back I remember to that, by the way. one time uh when i went to yeah yeah for sure um i uh i went to this party with one of my um roommates who who's trying to join a frat and um we went to like this little this little frat party that was down the street from our dorm and um that's when i was starting to get a little bit more comfortable with drinking so we pre-gamed a little bit before we left and i had i probably beer bonged like maybe three or four beers before we left um and i was like all right feeling pretty good like we're good you know yeah and um we get there and then we start you know just playing drinking games you know rage cage fucking beer pong all sorts of crazy shit king's cup and i'm like sitting there and i'm like wow like the room is spinning and like holy shit and like you know it wasn't yeah. it wasn't too crazy but um like i said it was like 
around the time when I was first starting to like kind of get used to drinking and stuff. But like, I noticed that like I was keeping up pretty well with everybody else. And considering yeah. that I had like beer bong four beers back to back, like beforehand, I was like, you oh, know, it's pretty good, you know? And um, it was funny because by the time we left the party, I was fucking shit faced and we were Ubering back to the, to the, uh, to the dorm. And I just remember I was like, fuck man, I am so fucked up. And this is where it kind of got a little hazy on the Uber ride back. I just remember, um, we got to the dorm and in my mind, the, the, the car was coming to a stop in front of our dorm. And I was like, all right, thanks. And I like opened the door, but the car's still moving. And the Uber driver's like, Oh shit, yo man. And I opened the door the car's still moving and i just topple out of the moving car <laughs> oh shit dude yeah and i was like oh fuck and my roommate was like oh roly are you good and i'm like yeah man i'm good and the uber driver's like dude are you okay like you need to go to the hospital or anything it's like no i'm good i like checked myself and i'm like yeah i'm good so we're walking to the um the uber driver's like fucking like phase that he's like what the fuck just happened right and I'm he's like, probably thinking like there goes my fucking five-star review <laughs> <laughs> yeah right fuck dude i wasn't even coherent enough to fucking give him a five-star review <laughs> yeah. but um i like get in front of the dorm and like there's this little curb and me being the dipshit that i am i like bunny hop the curb and um actually like land wrong and hyper extend my knee <laughs> oh shit dude <laughs> yeah and i like go on the on the ground and i'm just sitting there on the ground going ah and like my roommate looked at me and he's like dude are you good and i stand up and my leg is fucking throbbing i'm like oh no dude i'm good i'm good and i'm like limping back to the dorm room and like the ras are like at the front of the dorm and they're just watching all this not to like yeah i'm trying not to like draw attention to myself so i'm just keeping my head down finally i end up like stumbling back to my dorm room go to bed and like pass out the next morning my knee is like swollen oh dude i've and, been there i've fucking been yeah. there <laughs> my knee swollen and i was like oh fuck and i like couldn't remember exactly what happened but i pieced together like everything that had happened and i was like holy shit i fell out of an uber <laughs> and um my roommate had gone to like a friend's house or like uh you know something the next morning and uh, i had a mini fridge in my in my room and um he had put like a rack of ribs um in the freezer okay and I didn't have anything to ice my leg with. And oh, I was like, shit. fuck, I'm hungover. I don't have anything else. So I literally grabbed the rack of ribs and fucking put it on my knee. Take it's like going a, old school on it. Yeah, man. Take a shoelace and tie it and just sitting there icing my knee. And I sit on the couch in our little common room. And my roommate comes in and sees his rack of ribs on my <laughs> on my knee. And he's like, he looks to me and he's like, what the fuck, Rolly? <laughs> and hey, I'm, I'm like, seasoning it. Seasoning, bro. It's, yeah, it's, man. It's, it's a dry rub. rub. Yeah, but that was probably like one of the first like parties I had gone to where I'd gotten like fucked up and shit. Um, you know, it was fun, but you know, I'm definitely not one of one of those kind of people that can do that shit every week. Yeah, I got know? you. Like, dude, drunk entries though, that shit's crazy. I broke my wrist once, uh, drunk skateboarding. Oh and, shit. Um, so I uh, one of my cousins goes to San Diego State and I was up uh there for the weekend visiting her and um like so since I don't smoke anymore, like I kind of was like all my i probably should preface this better we partied pretty hard all night like i drank almost an entire bottle of gentleman jack to myself like you know I, I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure like you I, i'm a heavyweight you know like i can i yeah. can handle it and um it was my birthday like two days ago so i just got new you know new bearings on my skateboard and like i was like oh i want to ride this but like probably shouldn't right now and then we ended up going back to the car my buddies were smoking a joint and i was just kind of sitting there and then um 
I don't know how this happened, but like they kind of disappeared into the car and were doing their thing. And I was like, dude, I want to take that board out right now. And we're in like a, maybe a 12 story parking lot structure and I'm on the top. So I'm like, let's get this fucking board. Let's go. And so when no one's looking, I grab the board and I just go for it. Right. I make it two feet before I just like, if this is me on the board, I just go like, like I just fly back. Like it's like almost one of those like, (laughs) uh, like stunt man ass break falls where I just slap the fucking concrete hard. And I just lay there for a second. And my buddy comes over. He's like, Hey man, you good? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm totally fine. And uh, they go back to the car. They're doing their own thing. And then I have this motto where like, when I skateboard or something like that, it's like, if I fall, I got to get back on it. And I got to like, you know, redeem myself basically. So I'm not scared of it. So I get right. back on and I make it down like maybe two levels and I'm flying at this point, dude, I'm carving, I'm fucking hitting major speed. And all of a sudden I just go flying. Sure. I, I don't remember hitting it. <laughs> I just started going flying and I hit the ground and I just skid a good, like 10 feet. And I just lay there for like a good 10 minutes. Cause I'm like, I already processing. Feel- oh yeah. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Like my arm is like, fucking numb like i already feel it in my hand and i was like yeah i fucked something up pretty bad um so i just lay there for a good 10 minutes i eventually feel like all right let's get back up i take the stairs back up and i go over not telling my friends anything like i don't tell them nothing had happened you know and then we go back i play beer pong with my hand you know because i was just like that (laughs) drunk and the next morning i wake up and my arm is like purple and i was like oh shit like that's that's not good yeah I ended up like we get like a sprain, like a, one of those like sprain casts. Cause oh, I probably just hyperextended. I pretty sprained it. No, um, I ended up like, I stayed there for another two days. Just, you know, Jack Daniels was like the best medication ever. But like, um, right. <laughs> I ended up going home like at the end of the weekend and I'm telling my mom all this and she's like, you should probably get that x-ray. Like, it's weird that it still hurts. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, if I bump into things, it feels like super sharp pain riding up my arm. It's like, yeah, I probably should get that x-ray. Um, and then I go, you know, I got an x-ray. It turns out like it was like dislocated and fractured. It oh, was fuck. like, I was like, oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's a one for the books. But it's funny now though. Cause like whenever I go to like a visit the college and my dad will always be like, Hey, uh, don't do anything stupid. Like uh, drunk skateboarding. And I'll be like, like not even thinking about it. I'll be like, yeah, dude, why would I do that? And I was like, Oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> it's like fuck, yeah. man. But yeah, let's. I want to hear about like the first time you drank, because like, I I feel like my first time I drank was a different experience, because that's when I had that huge house party, mm-hmm. like because I'd never drank a party before that, and I kind of just like jumped in head first. And yeah, like, did you ever hear about? That? I I don't want to brag about it, but like, did you ever hear about that in high school? I maybe maybe yeah. like bits and pieces of it. It was project x i remember you had i remember you had a house party yeah and i heard it was wild <laughs> it was fucking wild yeah but i had never done anything before that so i feel like my experience was a little bit different than most so like what like was your first time like yeah so um like i said like back in high school like you know my parents were very you know pretty lenient about things my dad would offer me a beer here and there and you know, never got drunk, never got, and most of the time when he would af- offer me a beer, I'd just be like, eh, I'm good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, not because I was necessarily afraid of drinking, um, just more of just like the, you know, doesn't really, yeah, totally fine. Know, totally, wasn't totally really normal. like interested in it, but I want to say the first time I gotten fucked up and like really started drinking was, uh, back in my dorm room freshman year. Um, somebody's um or like my roommates we ha- we got we ended up getting like a, a thing of uh, vodka okay like a big pint of vodka and then uh, uh we got some of the uh like minute made 
um, like lemonades. We got like strawberry. It was like a strawberry lemonade, something or another. I can't even remember what it was, but um, we started making mixed drinks. Okay. And, um, you know, I had had beers here and there, but never really gotten fucked up. But this time was the time that I got really fucked up. And um, my buddy made a, made me a drink and he put probably like three or four shots of vodka and then the drink. And these are just in red solo cups. And I, I drank it all and I was like, all right, pretty good. And uh, my roommate noticed he was like, dude, like you had four shots of vodka. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you, are you feeling it or anything? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm relaxed. Like I'm a little buzzed, but nothing too crazy. Um, and then <laughs> he, he makes me another drink. Oh, and the, the totally accurate next decision. Like if you're not feeling anything, we definitely got to get you going. We got to get you going. Right. And I mean, we had a shit ton of vodka and between the three of us, we were just fucking just chugging that shit. But um, we, uh, he, he pours me another drink and I'm not looking. And, it, you know, at the time I wasn't really aware of like, okay, how much, how much liquor can get me fucked up? Yeah. And he, I'm not looking, but one of my roommates is pouring me the drink and he's just, he, he just pours the, the bottle in there. Just oh, shit. The vodka doesn't even count. And then my roommate was like, dude. And then he like, he, my other roommate was like, dude. And he, he was pouring in. He was like, Oh shit. And probably like a good, like, I want to say a little bit less than half of that red cup was vodka. Damn. And then he poured the rest of like the strawberry lemonade or whatever it was and mm -hmm. started mixing it. And, and, uh, I didn't notice, but I drank the whole thing. Yeah. Probably easy. Like, I mean, I don't maybe like, I want to say, what do you think? Half a cup of half a red cup of liquor, probably like that's a good amount, five, that's, that's just six, a good amount. <laughs> good amount. Right. So I like drink it and then it just hits me all at once. We were watching uh Burke yeah. Kreischer. We're watching oh, wait, okay. Wait, which special were you watching? I, I love uh, Bird Kreischer. We were watching, I can't remember. It wasn't Secret. I think it was Secret Time or The Machine. Okay, got it. So one of those two. And um, I just remember watching him. And I just remember like everything that he was saying. Bird Kreischer's, I mean, he's hilarious. Oh, dude, he's one of my favorites. One of my favorites as well. But I just remember being drunk and watching him and just fucking just dying. I found him so funny. Yeah. And, um, that was actually the first time I'd watched Burt Kreischer. So that's, oh, that's great. a great way to start in. Yeah, like, man. Have you watched his newer special? Hey, big boy. Yeah. So I can't watch that without getting fucked up because like I, the, the special is great, but like, I think, um, cause like, this is kind of a newer thing about me. Like I started doing stand up when I got back from Arizona. Uh -huh. Um, so like, I, I'm, I haven't done it that much, but like whenever I watch Hey Big Boy, like at the very end when he's like, you know, Cleveland and like you just hear the fucking crowd erupt, crowd, yeah. I get chills, just fucking like chills. And then I'll I'll have a drink with me. And then when he kills his drink at the end of it, I'll kill my drink. And yeah. then I'll restart like the past fifth, like the last 15 minutes. And I'll just rewatch the 15 minutes over and over again just to hear that crowd eruption. Because like I'm, I've listened to a lot of specials, but like I don't know what it is about that episode, but like, or not that, that special, like when you hear him, like, thank everyone for being there and just like, like seeing everyone go nuts. It was like something about that, that just gets me going. So like, yeah. I'll just rewatch that every time. And every time I watch it, I'll kill a drink with him. So after like 15 times, I'm pretty fucked up. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we gotta, like, stop. Oh, we gotta shit, stop. We gotta stop. <laughs> yeah. Put something else on right before you get too fucked up. Oh yeah. Let's go some like to sober me up a little bit. Yeah. Right. But I but, love, um, I love him. He's so good. Yeah. But I remember towards the end of that, that uh, special, I was, I was drunk and I knew I was drunk and I was just like, well, I mean, this is what it feels like. Let's just enjoy it. Right. Yeah. 
after that, I mean, I want to say maybe like 10 shots total, 10 to 12 shots total I had drank. And I took a swig of the bottle. Okay. I took like a, about a four second, five second pull out of the bottle. Not bad, and man. That's pretty I good. was like, no, I, well, I didn't know my limits. And my roommate was even like, dude, you should probably chill out a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, Fuck at least you, you have man, friends that were nice good. and like looked out for you. Like I had, I'm just now finding those people. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was funny because um, I remember, I mean, I was so faded and I don't remember anything from the rest of the night. I, I went to bed. I woke up the next morning, felt fine. I was pretty hungover, but um, my friends had taken like videos of me and like I had taken oh, videos. Like we'd all take videos of each other. It was just us three. So, you know, it was pretty, just pretty kicked back, but um, they were, they were showing me, like, I went up to, to go take a piss and in our dorm room there, the, our bathroom is, is in our room. So like I opened the door and apparently in the video, you can see me open the door and literally hit my head on the door. <laughs> and like, I stumbled backwards, not even phased by it. And I like go and take my piss. And then I remembered this part after like, while I was peeing, fucking my, <laughs> my roommate was like, dude did, did Broly just hit his head on the on the door and then I like flush the toilet get out and I'm like motherfuckers that's not hitting your head on the door this oh, is hitting your head on the door and I slam the door with my head and I just fucking go yeah and my roommates are like fuck it yeah like <laughs> just some burnt shit and I remember that you know that's that was so the first funny. time that was the first time man and after that I was just like all right this is kind of fun dude that's fucking hilarious man like um uh actually the first time we recorded this podcast uh we uh i got blackout drunk did not not on purpose like did not mean to but like it was the night that conor mcgregor fought cowboy and mm. um i'm a huge mcgregor fan i'm, I'm repping the proper 12 shirt right now you probably can't see um but like i was super stressed out and i didn't eat anything all day so as soon as he sit down i have some jameson and i was like ah fuck it dude like let's get a little buzz for the podcast mm. i ended up pulling way too much mm. and um as soon as mcgregor knocks out cowboy apparently i don't i don't know anymore this is it lights out apparently i down the rest of the bottle and then i'm a complete mess all night and it's just same thing like you know just everyone has videos of me like sitting in chairs falling over like i apparently rant because you know how my house is like that huge uh hill that huge driveway yeah yeah so like one of our buddies showed up late and i'm like ryan and i just start sprinting down the hill and they're like <laughs> nick dude stop 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 like just fucking calm down and i eat shit like i yeah. go flying down um but dude it's all like I, I don't do that that often but like those videos are like as like embarrassing as they are you're like those are pretty fucking funny man like yeah it's like learning to laugh at them looking back at it it's funny oh maybe yeah, at, at the time it's not but looking back at it you're like goddamn <laughs> like there's still some that i'm like ah man you know like i hate that but like it's like yeah. even then like learning to laugh like i don't know like i think one thing that i've kind of i've learned as i've gotten older is like learning how to laugh at like the most like the most fucked up things in your life like the darkest things like try and find something funny out of it yeah and i don't know not to get too serious but like that has helped me in a lot and especially in those yeah. cases you know no definitely dude i i use that as a as a coping mechanism as well with a lot of shit that goes on you know yeah. especially nowadays with you oh, know everything yeah. going on now i mean just gotta find the humor in it and yeah just work through it i i, I feel you because like it's so like actually i was gonna ask like how you've been doing since like during covid like um, cause I know you've been doing a lot of music, um, and you've always done music ever since I met you, but like, I feel like you've gotten a lot more serious with that recently. I don't know if that's just me noticing yeah. that, but like, I, I've noticed like, you know, posting a lot about it. So like, how is that? Like, um, like did COVID kind of help fuel that or like, has that always been like a thing or. Yeah. So I know 
so like going back on the whole um like why did you stop smoking weed subject um that would all those stories that i just told that was my first semester of of college right Mm -hmm. then uh towards second semester um i had actually moved out of my dorm for financial reasons i just couldn't afford to to uh live in the dorm anymore yeah and i was fortunate enough to where my parents actually moved to the city next to boise which is meridian so 20 20 20 minutes away from uh the campus um my parents lived right there right so i i lived at home for pretty much all of second semester and that was when i really started smoking weed a lot like um yeah i was smoking like you know and not during the day so much but i would smoke like after you know after a long day at night mm-hmm. and just kick back right yeah um you know because my days were usually like from 9 a.m to 10 p.m because i would have class and i would go to the gym and i and it was during that time when i had a lot of time to myself um I really describe that as like a lonely time for me, but it was a, yeah. it was a really good um, time for like self-reflection and, you know, a lot of um, just me time. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah. Nothing goes better with that than smoking a joint. Like hell yeah. 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 Um, but in that time is when I kind of started getting a little bit serious about music and um, you know, because I had all that spare time, I wanted to invest a little bit more of that time into uh, myself. So, you know, um, at the start of that semester, I had, uh, I'd weighed like 250 pounds. And then at the end of it, I'd weighed 205. I I lost a lot of weight. Um, You know, I was enjoying myself and, you know, like I said, it wasn't really, you know, partying and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, You know, smoking a lot of weed and and making music, you know, and a lot of stuff, uh, you know, kind of triggered me to, to start getting a little bit serious about music. One of them was um, like a breakup that I had after, after high school. Um, and it was just like an emotional time for me, but I, I kind of found a way to, to look past and not so much get over it, but to, to cope with it through making yeah. music. Um, and also just because I had all that time to myself and there was, you know, that kind of depressing moment where I realized like, damn, like I'm broke. I can't even afford to like stay in my, in my dorm room, you know, um, yeah. you got to go back to living with the parents, but you know, it was a good time for me. And I want to say that, uh, this was, um, probably January through, um, June of 2019. Okay. So that period, I, it, it was really like needed for me and, um, started getting a little bit more serious about making music. And I had, uh, been a part like of music and I've always been interested in music, um, you know, making it, listening to it and all sorts of stuff like that. But it really didn't spark until like January, February hit. And I released my first track on SoundCloud. It's called Tic-Tac-Toe. And it was a uh, lo-fi track. Okay. And um, that one was, you know, I was, I was proud of it. And like after listening to it and, and kind of, you know, seeing what I had done with it and just getting feedback from other people, you know, I was like, oh, you know, like, you know, this could really work, you know. Um, and I actually have a buddy of mine from Milwaukee and uh he is also an artist and he um sent that track to uh, a bunch of his a bunch of his friends and stuff like that and it it got a lot of attention on soundcloud so i was like all right man like let's keep doing this you know and it was interesting because i found that um my my style had changed a lot throughout um, that time you know um I had released Tic-Tac-Toe along with another track. Um, that track I didn't really put too much attention on. It's very experimental, you know? And uh, yeah, that's r- really what started sparking that whole uh, music thing. And then um, 
around the time then uh, we go into the start of my sophomore year and um, I start making more music and I'm starting to experiment with other different genres. So I went from lo-fi and then I did sort of like a, um, like an experimental, like sort of synth wavy type sound. Um, and that was, like I said, like sophomore year of my, of my first semester of sophomore year of college. And, you know, COVID wasn't a thing then, but um, yeah. I had actually moved into another apartment on campus and I was like, all right, like still have more time. And, um, but I still kept to myself a lot and, um, you know, just started releasing tracks and was pretty proud of it. Um, that first track that I had released, and it was actually when I started on Spotify, uh, was In the Arms of Morpheus. Um, probably, I, I'd say like one of my more successful songs, one of my more successful tracks. And that was just, um, you know, just having that time to myself. Really, yeah. the, the key of it all is just having that time to myself and having those thoughts and being able to make music out of it, you know? Oh, it, it helps. Like, um, I haven't written much stand up recently, but like when you are by yourself, like, and you're alone with your thoughts, like, it's like, that's when like things kind of become more clear. Like, uh, I, I always say this, like, like my clearest, like the most clarity I have is like when I'm driving home from work, like from yeah. like the 15 minutes I have from work to my house, that's when I get like the best ideas where it's like, oh, that's actually a pretty good bit. I should write that down. You know, like, mm -hmm. um, but like, I always like, I wish I had more time to do it. But like, I don't know, I just, I haven't had that right now. And that's why I like the podcast so much. Cause it's like, I originally didn't want to do a podcast. Like I never thought I could do stand up in general, but actually I was telling that same frat story to like a couple of my friends. And like, if for me, it was one of the first times that I like realized that people were actually listening to what I was saying and like being like present with it. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool feeling. And then my buddy's like, dude, like you should do something with this. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll try it. And then um, I think February of 2020, like maybe early January, like late January, early February, I actually got up on stage because I was like, ah, fuck it, I should probably try this. And like, I don't know, I, I don't, I, I asked a couple of musicians who I've had, uh, sorry, who I've had on about this kind of feeling, but like when you do something that like you really are passionate about, like it's like something clicks on us, right? Like you feel like, oh dude, like this feels right. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Listening to the end product of In the Arms of Morpheus, I, I mean, I always joke around and say I listen to my music more than anybody else. <laughs> because right here, man. I listen yeah. to my podcast more than anyone else's. And I know because yeah. I can see the, the fucking listeners. Yeah. Like, oh, and yeah. it's crazy because when you know you put you put work into something and you, you know, you're passionate about that work. When you get to that end product, and then you know, for music, when I just sit there and I listen to it and for me, I don't know what it is. I just get like this really like feeling of like, you know. I, 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 you know, this song would, can go and, you know, be not listened to by anybody in the whole world. You know, I would just be okay with me hearing it and just saying, okay, I did this. You yep. know what I mean? And it's a, it's a really good feeling. It's a really good feeling. I, I feel you, man. Like it's the same with like with the podcast right now. It's like, I know not a lot of people listen to it, but like, honestly, if no one ever listens to this, like I have more fun, like just telling these stories, like getting to get in contact with people like you like i haven't talked to you in like a long time but like yeah just like i feel like i wouldn't get that opportunity if i didn't have a podcast and then like you know um a lot of like the fun stories like, i didn't know like brian are you, do you know remember brian patrol yeah i yeah. never knew that he lost his virginity in a public bathroom i probably would have never found that out you <laughs> know it's like there's certain stories where like they don't really come to fruition unless you kind of like go looking for them and like yeah. i don't know I, I think that's what the flask is meant to be i don't know um yeah and like even doing stand-up it's like it allows me to kind of like channel 
like the craziness that's just all up in here mm-hmm. yeah and like just kind of like get it out but like um have you ever thought about doing music live or is it just all like kind of like on your free time and um whenever you feel ready yeah you know i was i had considered that a lot and um you know the the type of music i make is very different from you know what's mainstream you know what's popular you know i always say that like uh hip-hop is dominating the music industry you know for sure and i think um and there's you know there's a reason for that and it's because you know hip-hop artists are the most relatable people you'll ever meet in your life Mm -hmm. hip-hop the genre itself is the most relatable genre ever you know, yeah. you look at, you, you know, you look at when hip hop really started to take a rise in like the early nineties and stuff like that. When you had people like, you know, Tupac, Biggie Smalls, NWA, you know, you just listen to their lyrics and the audience can relate to it in yeah. some form or another, you know, more than you can relate to like a Taylor Swift song or like a Kesha song. You know what I mean? 100%. There's just something about hip hop that is really relatable. So you know, for me, because my music doesn't really, you know, doesn't have any lyrics and, you know, um, for me, it's kind of harder to get a start. Um, and I find it that it's, it's, it's more of just, okay, I'm going to do this during my free time and see where it goes. You know, there really is no ultimate goal. It's just, you know, take baby steps, see how it goes, you know? Yeah. That's a great way to do it. Like, um, I don't know, like, I feel like it's, uh, it's different for me because like, I wish I could, I, I wish I could just do this on my own and like have my own pace. But like, there's a lot of it. Like, I, I, like I said, I stopped writing standup just because like, I haven't been able to do it for like a year now. Mm. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of depressing almost. <laughs> We're like, yeah. I'll get really excited about like an idea and I'll start writing it down. I'm like, dude, I can't wait to do this on stage. And I'm like, ah, right. Never mind. Can't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like, I definitely get that. No, I definitely get that feeling too. Yeah. Where like, I, I like, I'll make a song and then I'll be like, oh man, like imagine this song and like a whole huge crowd of a bunch of people. And then I stop and think about it and go, all right, hold on. Let's not get mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, so you know, it's possible, you know, how do you make your music? Like, do you use a keyboard? Like I've, I've never, cause I knew you used to do like dubstep back in the day, but I never knew like how you made it, you know? Yeah. So, um, back when I used to make, dubstep it was uh it was around when i was like 13 mm-hmm. um 13 14 i had i had gotten a music software called mixcraft mixcraft 6 and um i didn't know shit about music making and stuff like that i had a keyboard and i would always play and i was pretty comfortable with the piano and stuff like that got into guitar a little bit but um with with i definitely mixcraft, remember you playing guitar um yeah we, uh what song did you play? We used to play it during swim time, uh, swim season all the time. I, I think it was, I brought a, a, my ukulele. Yes, that's what it was. Ukulele. Good times for that. I can't even remember, man. That was, yeah. I know, yeah. I always uh, mess Because we'd sing songs like making that. fun of Ellie, like the coach. The coach, yeah. I can't remember what the <laughs> fucking song was, though. Like, that was one of my fondest memories. Cause, like, I don't know. Like, I, swimming has like a bad track history because i kind of like i don't know this, i don't really talk about much but like, like i was i was really depressed when i was swimming i don't yeah. it was my own head problems but like um swimming like with high school even though like it wasn't as like you know successful like we didn't do much with it i had way more fun like hanging out with you guys like you know fucking going on the bus yeah. like just shooting the shit like yeah, not even shit, yeah. yeah like not showing up to warm-ups hanging out in the locker room doing the yeah. stupid shit like i like like and like, honestly, like, I don't even get like, you know, sentimental, but like, whatever that song was that you would play that we all would kind of sing along to, like, like, that was one of my fondest memories from swimming. And like, 
I, don't, I wish I could remember what that fucking song yeah, is. Yeah, man, it's, I'm, it's, I'm drawing a blank right now. <laughs> That's too maybe, bad. Maybe I'll think about it and it, remember. As but... soon as we like cut this, I'm like, oh, I know what it is now. And <laughs> yeah, like, right. Oh. And I'll remember being like, I'll text you, be like, shit, I remember what it was. Yeah. But yeah. Like, those were always like my fondest memories from swimming. Like, or even like, do you remember when we ate cereal out of uh, Jack's fucking chest cavity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Stupid gross. Shit like that, yeah. man. That was the yeah. best. Like, um, when we used to fucking do the thing where we'd hike up our speedos like super fucking high and like and then we... go on the starting block and the timers were just like what the fuck staring at everybody's asses oh my god i remember the first time we did that i was like i was crying laughing but like and the coach was so pissed oh my god dude she gets so she pissed at us pissed. dude oh man like but yeah like those memories were like some of my most fond memories I, i've ever had um but yeah, where were we going? I totally forgot. Like we're talking about uh, your guitar. Like you were learning your instruments that you play. Yeah, yeah. So I had dabbled with you know different instruments and stuff like that. But um, this this software that I had gotten, Mixcraft, um, it wasn't really it wasn't really me sort of making the music. It was so how it works is there are different like samples on the, oh, on like the software loops? and yeah, like loops. And I would just put those together. And I always say that was just like more of like starting out and like, because with, with music making, there's a lot of components that go into it. Yeah. There's yeah. the actual like creating melodies and stuff like that, but there's also like piecing everything together. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? And that was stuff I used to do. And I would just put loops together, you know, me being 13, 14 years old, I was, you know, thinking, Oh man, this is badass. This is my <laughs> song. It's really yeah. not my song. It's just, you know, fragments of other people's work put together and then oh, yeah. boom, you have a product I've, I've been trying to do that like right now with my intro song and it's pretty fucking hard <laughs> like yeah man hard enough for me right now my intro is terrible but uh oh, yeah. man, it's pretty good i dig it uh, which which, <laughs> which one because like um i've changed it recently and i i can't stand it but like you know the the new one that you got i know i, I listened to i think the, the, the podcast you had with codis Oh yeah, yeah, that first, one. Yeah. The new, yeah. yeah, the new one. I like yeah. that one. And I like the beat, but like I don't know what to put in there. Like I, I, uh, I've thought so much about this, but I'm like I hate like my voice on there. It's like I sound so like cringy, like almost yeah. like trying to introduce myself. Yeah, it's music's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know that wholeheartedly. As much as I wish it was, not. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's really one of those things that you just have to really work on it, and just it's it's like riding a skateboard. You know, I can't fucking ride a skateboard. You know, I can ride a surfboard, but not a skateboard. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just one of those things you just got to practice. You got to fall, you got to fail. And mm-hmm. then fucking eventually you get better at it. That's just yeah. music, you know? But um, yeah, so with with that, it was more of just like me having free time, you know, and being in middle school, early high school and fucking around with different stuff. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, what didn't really think much about it, but, you know, it was something to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great pastime. Yeah. Yeah. So, um when did so actually when did you start playing the piano i got my first keyboard when i was six years old oh okay yeah so for me i wasn't ever like the you know professional beethoven bach you know yeah so mozart pianist you know what i mean i was always i really enjoyed synthesizers okay i really liked uh synthesizers and you know different things that you could do with synths you know my keyboard had different beats on it and i remember my fifth grade um that I did a talent show, but this was before I had moved to Temecula. I was, I actually gone to elementary school in uh, Carlsbad. Okay. And um, I performed at the talent show and I did a bunch of uh, different um, 
like little pieces that I put together. Mm-hmm. And um, I played, what was it? It was like, I think it was the Hungarian dance, some like classical piece. And yeah. then I was wearing like this super professional button up shirt and I was like playing it. And then the audience was like, oh, okay, okay. And then I like put a beat on my, um, yeah. on my keyboard i stand up rip the button shirt off and then i start <laughs> playing the theme from beverly hills cop oh like the my Axel god Leff thing and then the crowd just is like yeah woo. and there's a bunch of fifth graders and elementary schoolers but um that's then I start playing so, that and i start playing a bunch of other stuff but yeah i really liked synthesizers i really like how um you know diverse and the sound is with a synth you know because a piano you know you can play a couple things on piano and it's you know don't get me wrong People who it's good, play piano, man. yeah. People who play piano professionally are ballers. Like some of those guys are badass. I can really play piano. Yeah, you know, I can't read sheet music for piano and stuff I, like that. But yeah, my know, sister I, does, and I don't understand it at all. Yeah, like but, she's a fucking musical genius. Like, um, I was I talked about this on older podcast, but like, uh, she started with piano, doing clarinet, and like, literally, I gave her one of my old guitars because like I've tried like I think four different times to learn, never pick it up. Like I've like every day day in day out for like months can't pick it up i give it to her for like 10 minutes and she's already playing enter sandman by metallica within yeah. 10 minutes and i was like what the fuck like do you like it was one of those like sibling rivalries where it's like i know i'm gonna lose this regardless of how much i try but it was just like oh, like, oh still fuck. pisses you off yeah, right dude, like, yeah. still, like, like kind of i'm like ah oh, fuck man i hate that yeah well i really knew i had a passion for it especially you know when I had that keyboard, I had the opportunity, you know, to learn a bunch of stuff. And what I noticed and what other people noticed too, was that I could listen to a song and then replay it by ear. That's fucking cool, man. So I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really think much about it, but I just, you know, I would listen to like, you know, a rock song I would listen to, and then I'd start playing it on the piano. And then my parents would walk in and being like, holy shit, is that, that song by so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, yeah. how'd you learn that? Did you look it up? And I'm like, no, I just played it, you know? So stuff like that. But um, yeah. And then I got a guitar when I was probably around like sixth, seventh grade. Didn't play a whole lot of it until recently, but yeah, I just picked up things here and there. Um, so do you still do like loops or like, cause you were saying like, you don't, I don't know, maybe I misheard. Like, do you not do that as much now? Is it all just like uh, whatever instruments you have or? Yeah. So um when I when I graduated high school, I actually got a MacBook Pro, hmm. and on that Mac, um, I have GarageBand now. Okay, and that's what I use now. So I don't use any loops in like my tracks. I'm I'm trying to like deviate from that um, because I want my my shit to be original. You know oh, that's I mean? so fucking that, dope. Yeah, that um, that Mixcraft era was like more of just like you know playing around with it me being you know 13 years old and yeah but now um you know i have like a a software where i can actually go in and make melodies and stuff like that and everything is done by me um now the stuff that i do is uh like all the instruments that are on my tracks are all instruments that are in uh garage band so i don't i don't have like a guitar plug-in or i don't have like i don't have a keyboard anymore i literally like use my the keyboard on my computer oh like melodies and stuff wait Uh, so how do you do you just like type or yeah so like you know like the d button or the d key right here on the keyboard will play a c or you know f will be a d and so on you know what i mean so um and then i can go in and like tamper with the different melodies move notes around and you know do stuff like that so your typing skills must be fucking insane 
Like, not really. Really? <laughs> not really. Are you still, like I mean, chicken pecking, like trying to like get one finger at a time? <laughs> yeah, like sometimes. I mean, there's certain like things that are easier to play. Yeah. Especially like on a on a computer keyboard, um, you know, because it's not like a, you know, a keyboard yeah. that's laid out like that. Um, but yeah, what's good about uh, GarageBand is I can go in and, you know, move notes around and, you know, quantize all those notes so that they're all in time and, you know, they're all in tune and they're all in the same key. So have you ever yeah. studied like music theory at all or? No, no, <laughs> no. And it's funny because I know musicians say that they're like, oh, like I can, I can make music without, I can make good music without reading about uh, music theory and that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you have to read music theory and you, you know, I mean, there's some people that can really like pick it up and not even, you know, read a book on music theory, but um, I've really been learning more about just like uh, sound design and okay. like messing around with like um, synthesizers, like sine waves and stuff like that, like taking yeah. a, a, like a sine wave and then um, manipulating that to create a different sound. I do. I know exactly what you mean. Like I've been trying to learn how to use like a mixer and like how to improve audio quality. Like, like, and I, I thought I, I was like, ah, oh, this is no big deal. I'll just plug it right in and it'll work. And then like you plug it in and you're like, uh, my, 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 uh, my voice sounds terrible. And you're like, how do I get like that podcast level of like audio? And then like, I don't know about you. Like when I discovered like the just ocean of knowledge for like just a sound wave, it's like, this is kind of daunting. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a lot. And that's not something that you can just like pick up on. That's something no. you got to really learn. Yeah. You know, it's either you learn it or you spend hours on a synthesizer, just fucking with different sounds. Like, do you get really OCD? Cause like I do like, like, I feel like my ear has become like so OCD now. Or, like I'll be listening to like a other podcast and my, my buddy will be like, like, oh, this is a pretty good podcast. I'm like, nah, they're, they need to turn their gain up. They just, and they're like, what are you talking about, dude? This is great. I'm like, do you not hear this trash that is coming out of this fucking headphone yeah. right now? Well, it's funny because uh, I always I always do that. I always do that with different songs. Even like professional artists and stuff like that. I'll be like, yeah, man, they should turn up that snare a little bit more. It'd be, it'd be better. Or, oh, they should raise the vocals up. Or, yeah. you know, they should use a compressor a little bit more. You know, like shit like that where I'm just like. It's like really pretentious. You're like, it's like almost like I should be a professional right now because I know yeah. so much about it. <laughs> and me just being like, I'm so full of shit. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but no, definitely with like my tracks, I definitely get OCD about it. And I'll, yeah. you know, I'll listen to a demo that I make over and over and over and oh, over again. Yeah. And if I like it, then I will continue it. If I don't like it, then I will put it in a file and save it for another day. Yeah. Sometimes like I just get sick of listening to it and because I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Um, but the, the ones that I do like, I spend a lot of time, uh, even like when I, when I finish the the project before i release it i will listen to it for days just on repeat to pick out any little thing i can from yeah. it to like improve it so yeah that ocd is definitely real i do, I do the same thing like i'll listen to a, like my you know say like i'll listen to this episode like at least five times and then it'll be to the point where like i know it's good but like, I'm like i don't want to put it out but then i'm like i think having deadlines to upload like i, I tried doing every episode or every week but like kind of too much because of scheduling but like having like a deadline of like, all right, it has to get out now. It's like, ah, oh, it's good enough. Like I've been trying to get more into the mindset of like, it's good enough. Don't like get too caught up in the weeds. Cause like, it's easy for me, like super easy to like, like you said, like, ah, oh, this isn't perfect. Like, I, let me just put it to the side. And it's like, well, like what he said wouldn't be relevant or relevant then. So let me just, I got to get it out. Like, I don't know. I've a uh, OCD's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Especially when it comes to like creative processing. Yeah. 
it's a bitch yeah <laughs> like i um because like right now as i work as like a technician for an engineering company so like mm-hmm. everything is just like you know we're building prototypes and stuff like that so it's like super like i feel like that honestly made my ocd worse yeah so it's like as soon as i sit down i'll start working on it and like now it's become like because like uh everything's like you know super microscopic like we'll have like mac maximum mag- uh, magnification on our microscopes and it's still too small you know like we still need more zoom so like it's I don't know. It's kind of hard to uh, hear. Uh, you just have to see it for yourself, really. But like, um, just learning how to like be super. Like everything has to be perfect. There's no like you know variables. It's like either perfect or a failure. You know. Yeah. So like I've kind of taken that not motto, but like that kind of thought process to everything in life, like subconsciously. So now I'll be like, oh man, like this term paper is like terrible, and I'm like, oh yeah, like this is you know me getting OCD like just stop, breathe. Like, yeah. it's okay. Just like, it's good as is. Let's just put it out. You know, I don't know. Like, but that, that's why like, the same thing with stand up is like, uh, I'll do like, <laughs> I did. Um, so I haven't been on stage per se since last February, but I did a, I was at a funeral for my aunt back in June. And, uh, I, 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 it's technically stand up basically, but like, I got a little drunk. Um, and then her, <laughs> uh, her brother was the one who was hosting it and he was plastered like fucking plastered and he was bombing because like we're like you know 30 40 people out in their backyard and he has like a microphone trying to talk to us and he's like you know crying through it and just drunk and it was like it was bad like you know like you're in those situations like this is awkward man oh absolutely and then he goes like does anyone else want to say anything like you know like come on up and crickets man fucking crickets and that made it worse because then he was like, all right, I guess I'm just going to stay up here and keep talking. And I was like, I got to stop. Like, all right, I got you, buddy. I'll, I'll take over. Yeah. Like walking up and just standing there and like, and everyone's already judging me because they're like, all right, here comes another drunk asshole. He's going to fucking bomb just as bad. <laughs> and like, so I start, you know, riffing and like, it's kind of weird, like doing stand up at a funeral. Like, I don't know. It's like, but uh, it, it went good. Like, it went really good. But like, as soon as I get off, like, um, I'm talking with my mom and like, you know, she said something too. So we're kind of like just trading. She's like, Oh yeah, I thought I'd pretty good. I'm like, dude, you did really good. And she's like, what, what do you, how did you think I did? I'm like, well, this joke didn't land. This joke didn't land. I could have said this better. And she's like, Nick, Nick, this is a funeral. You know that, right? This isn't a comedy club. Like this yeah. is a fucking funeral. And I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my bad. Totally forgot. You're like shit. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I'm already writing down all the jokes. Like, well, if I change this word and I put this word here, cause like, that's all stand up is really. It's just like the OCD of like, knowing what word is better than here like um i literally i have a joke right now about how my one of my math teachers is like a pedophile right and you know it's hard to not really understand the context is terrible (laughs) but like you know it's like do i say predator or do i say pedophile like it's like literally just one word can change an entire story yeah so like i really get ocd about certain things and uh i don't know a lot of my life is like trying to just not be ocd you know yeah yeah i I definitely feel that like when I'm making music and I'm like, you know, oh, you know, this, this project's good enough, you know, and for me, like good enough, isn't really like, uh, I want to like be able to like take something and make, like listen to it at the end and be like, okay, that's the best I could do. You know, yeah. I mean? that, is, that is, you know, the best. And I, I definitely feel that how you were saying like certain things are better and it can change the whole dynamic of what you're trying to like convey mm-hmm. just by one little thing yeah that's the same it's always that one same thing thing. yeah and it's the same thing with me with music too something as simple as like tempo for me like i'll be like okay well the song sounds good at like 120 let's 
change it to a hundred and see, you know, how it sounds or let's do 127 and see, you know, little things like that can change the dynamic of, yeah. of, of art. Just make a huge days. difference. Um, yeah. So uh, what are you doing like in college? Like what's your major? I never, I don't think I ever asked. Yeah. So I'm i I'm a health studies major with a business to, it's like business bridge to career certificate. My okay. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so is that like, is that what you want to do or like, I don't know, how does music kind of play into this? It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't. I'm, uh, you know, I always said going into college, I, I was uh, set on being a doctor and set yeah. on being like a plastic surgeon or a pediatrician. I do you know, remember you like, saying that when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah. That was like one of the different things I wanted to do. But um, as kind of time went on and I kind of realized that like, you know, going into the medical field and being a doctor, you really have to be hundred percent dedicated to that. Yeah. And I just found that I really wasn't, I, w- I didn't want to like commit my life to that. And especially like my early years all I, towards studying and medicine. Yeah, I totally get it. I went into Arizona state for being like an art, uh, sorry, architecture major. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, cause I was like, Oh, I love drawing. I love buildings. I get, you know, space. And I, I totally thought that I had it. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember like we had this like huge assignment for our midterm where like we had to like take pictures of like the buildings and, you know, cut out like, oh, this is the foreground. This is the background. And then what this is an abstract form of the background. And I'm like, it's like I was up for like 72 hours straight, like almost just fucking doing nothing but that project. And um, instead of just turning it into the teacher, they made us like pin it up on the architecture building. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was super tired. I was just like depleted. I wanted to just go fucking smoke a joint and be done with it. And yeah. when I pinned up my artwork, I look at mine and then I look at the 400 other students and I'm like, wow, this is bad. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I knew like the way Arizona works is like, you can start your major right off the bat, but like there's uh, cutoffs for certain majors. Right. So like out of that 500 students, only a hundred will be able to continue. So as soon as I looked at that, I was like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, but I think it's weird, like how, like, I'm, it's not weird. Like, it's natural of like how, like, you go in thinking you're going to do something. And then like reality's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that, you know, in high school, I didn't really have a whole lot of exposure to medicine. You know what I mean? I think it Li- a pretty good amount. Like, lifeguarding well, gave you well, like lifeguarding, like- Yeah. Lifeguarding gave me like the, the sort of like bare minimum of, you know, mm-hmm but um it's like here's one page in a thousand page book yeah no literally that's exactly what it was and after doing some research and after talking to my counselor and stuff like that i realized and you know after looking at some of my peers and i'm just like god you guys are working your asses off you know and you know it wasn't so much that i didn't want to put in the work it was just like i don't know i can't i just can't see myself being successful or happy in in that field you know, so now what I'm doing, um, I've had the same major throughout, um, throughout, uh, college because you can, you can get into med school with, you know, any major, my counselor was telling me about a student she had who was a music major and she got into med school and became a, you know, a, uh, dermatologist, I think, or something like that. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. So, you know, you can get into medical school with any major, really. Um, I just chose health studies cause I thought that would be the most relevant major towards, um, towards pursuing that but yeah i didn't end up pursuing it but um i am still in the major and i'm focusing now i think i want to go into uh like emergency management 
Okay. So like being part of the system and like the incident command system where like if there's a hurricane or something, you know, being like one of the responders to an emergency or a hurricane or whatever, you know, um, you know, right now working in public health is, is major, especially because of COVID, you know, yeah. and you really don't realize that, you know, when you go into like a doctor's appointment, you know, the patient only deals with, you know, the provider and like insurance companies, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But there's so many moving parts that I don't think people realize that there are a lot of different opportunities yeah. in that, you know, you have it's like with everything though. Like, yeah, it's you impossible have, to see every working, like, yeah. I don't it always, especially uh, for, for a patient, out. for a patient standpoint, like they don't see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you work in the industry, you know, you, you have no idea. And even and, then it could be like, just a focused part of that industry. We're like, uh, this is probably this. And it's like, no, nah, dude, there's like 10,000 other things going on right now. Yeah, for sure. So but, it's like, um, is music just going to stay that hobby for you? You know what? I'm, I'm using music right now as a sort of uh, hobby and like a, you know, sort of way to just pass the time, something I enjoy doing. And I'm kind of seeing if anything comes out of it. Yeah. Um, it's more of just, you know, keeping my options open. You're like the Van Gogh of your generation. Like as soon as like you're done, they'll be like, oh, dude, this music's awesome. Like, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wish, man. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so it's really just all about keeping my options open and you know, seeing where it takes me, you know, eventually one day, I mean, I would love to perform in front of an audience or collaborate with other artists and stuff like that. But, you know, right now it's just sort of a quiet time. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like it's kind of hard, like for anyone who wants to get up on stage right now to do it. So like, I feel like, uh, when you get the opportunity, take it, man. Cause like, I don't, I feel like, uh, it's different with music, but like when you get up on stage, there's something that like, I don't know, man, like it just, it's the coolest feeling to like yeah. actually just be like uh like people are here to like they actually want to see this like i don't know yeah it's awesome yeah and it was di- it was difficult too because i know i was one of the only people in like my immediate friend group to actually leave out of state oh uh, yeah you know so you know me being in idaho and everybody else i know being in in california it presented problems for me because um you know there wasn't really a whole there wasn't really an avenue for me to to grow in music you know what i mean it was yeah. all just like you know that time that i say that it was you know that self-reflection and that time when i really started to make music again it was a good time to like kind of start it but i found that it was difficult to grow especially on my own and here you know there aren't a whole lot of you don't really find a whole lot of artists here yeah you know what i mean so and especially you know from me moving from a dorm to my house and then from an apartment back to another house you know what i mean like it 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 presented a challenge, but you know, you worked through it. Yeah, I, I, I get it, man. Like, I feel like, uh, I don't, I lost contact with all my friends from high school and then I went to Arizona, lost contact with them. And so now I'm back here. So like, I have a small group of friends, but like, it's not the best for like podcasting because like, I don't have a co-host. So like, I'm always looking for guests to come on. Yeah. And like, that's, that's the thing, like the connection for me, it's like, I don't like, I've really had to get like, you know, let's get out there like i don't know i send out a thousand you know uh invites all the time and it's always like either um i don't know i feel like this episode is pretty tame but like there's there's a lot of them they're like yeah we can't really associate myself with you and i'm like ah, all right cool <laughs> you know <laughs> fucking, all right, moving yeah. on, you know yeah but like i don't know like um it's always i i, I want to go back to college i've been trying to you know get back out there but like uh i don't know it's it's a uh, getting that like that reach like the audience like people getting into it especially yeah. podcasting no one's really 
I don't know. Kids our age don't listen to that shit. So it's like, yeah, I'm in like a really bad position. Yeah. But well, especially, it, you know? especially now, man. Cause like, you know, with this whole coronavirus thing going on, I mean, it has just put a damper on so many things. You know what I mean? So yeah. many opportunities just squashed. Like I had an opportunity um, to uh, work for an airline and mm-hmm. I got the job and um, that's right around the time COVID hit and they weren't hiring anymore. They said, okay, we'll put you on hold. Uh, but we're not going to actually hire you and like get you on the job. You're, you're hired, but you're not hired. Yeah. Essentially is what they told me, you know, and I had to go through this, you know, this whole process and I was um, supposed to do a 10 day training where they would show me the system and how everything works. And, you know, I had to learn like airport codes, like, you know, LAX and SFO and stuff like that, you know? So, but uh, you know, COVID just kind of put a damper on that. And I look at it because at that time I actually wasn't in school. I took a semester off. Okay. Um, and I was, it was, I was lucky because looking back at it, I kind of realized that if I were to pursue that, uh, that job at the airline probably wouldn't have gone back to school. Okay. So, um, got myself back on that track and I'm due to graduate in December. So dude, that's fucking awesome, man. I I wish I was in the same spot. Like, I feel like my, my, uh, track history with school is, uh, yeah, it's shaky. Yeah. It's shaky now. It's shaky now because you know, we have, we're presented this new level of freedom, you know what I mean? Where it's not like, okay, we go to high school, we have to go to swim practice, you know, yep. shit like that. It's like, well, fuck, if I don't want to go to class, I don't want to go to class, you know what oh, I yeah. mean? And working that a nine to five job is yeah. like, getting like a saw level income every month. It's nice, man. It's, it's yeah. nice. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I was telling my buddy about this not too long ago. Like, I feel like as much as I love that stability of like having like that, you know, nine to five job or it's more like seven to five, but like, you know, full-time job, you know, steady income. I like the place that I work at. Like I like that spot. Like I like that stuff, but I don't like the complacency. Like, especially like COVID's made it way worse. We're like, yeah, go to work, come home for lunch, go back to work and then, you know, fucking go home and maybe watch anime for a couple hours and then go to sleep and repeat the process. Right. Yeah. It's like, I miss like the spontaneity of life and um, I don't know. That's what stand up was for me for a minute. And then as soon as I get into it, it's like, yeah, we're going to shut down the whole country. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Fuck, life man. kicks in and just fucks you in the ass. Yeah. Dude. Literally just out of nowhere. Terrible. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I like, man it was it was pretty pathetic for a while like dude i'd be in my room like just holding a mic like trying to do stand-up i'm like i'm trying like just pretend that you're there again pretend you're there again it's like yeah dude just you're gonna have to wait but like i want to get back to college just because like i want to not just like get my you know education done but like i miss like the stories you know like i miss the like experience of being somewhere new and exciting like the struggles like as shitty as it seems like just like we were talking about earlier like like the worst situations, they seem bad then, but like when you can take those stories and make them into like super funny moments, like I miss having those, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But th- th- dude, I, I'm super happy for you, man. I'm glad you're uh, getting your degree. You're actually almost done in December. Yeah, man. I was uh, That's fortunate crazy. enough to be able to take summer classes and stuff. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm having reality check of like, man, I could be done right now. <laughs> well you know what man i mean right now like realizing like you know just hearing different stories from different friends and like what they're going through and stuff like that it's 
it's really just we're at a very confusing time in our lives. You oh know my god! I mean? yeah. Between the age, you know, at 20 years old, we have friends who are married. We have friends who have kids. We have friends that is who, fucking crazy. You know, are in the military. You know, it's 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 crazy. You know, and yeah. it's crazy to think that just three years ago we were all sitting together at graduation. Oh yeah, like I think about it. I, I hate like I, I don't. I never wanted to be like I was just like oh man, I miss the good old days. But like there are times where like I think I was lucky enough to like realize like at the time I was like yeah like we were free to do whatever we wanted and like no cares like like i think I, that's what i miss it's like i miss just like not having to worry about shit you know it's like yeah oh yeah like i guess i'll just go to school or like you know i'll come in late yeah it's not a big yeah. deal yeah, yeah 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 definitely oh man this has been good to talk though um is there anything else you wanted to cover i'm like dude like i feel like i always ask that and people are like oh yeah like no we're good and then like as soon as i'm done talking they're like bro, I should have brought up aliens or something like something off of that. <laughs> aliens. But yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Everything's been kind of, you know, pretty quiet lately. You know, there's not really a whole lot to talk about besides, you know, just all the craziness that's gone on. Yeah. And, you know, just yeah, I feel that I don't know. me as, as an artist, you know, it's, it's, it's a good avenue to kind of escape from reality in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, I always look back at like drinking stories and stupid shit like that, where I'm just Dude. like, I mean, there are just countless others that are just like, God. And I look back at it and I laugh, you know? So Do you, that's um, good. like, cause I don't know about you, but like, I love listening to music, not because it's just like music's great, but like, I feel like a lot of songs hold like certain time codes almost for like, it'll make me like relate back to a certain point in life. Yeah. Do you get that with your own music? Like if you hear your own song, do you think like, oh, like I remember where I was when I made this or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I know uh, when I when I first released uh, that lo-fi track, uh, I was living at home with my parents and that was for me just a, that was an emotional sort of sounding song. Um, and I know um, that songs after that too, it was a lot of just self-reflection. And, and I always look back at those tracks that I make and I'm like, you know, I remember, I, I understand why I, I made this song sound like this, looking back at it now. That's, that's that cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I, I, um, I, that's part of the reason why I like doing the podcast. Cause like, it's a way for me to like get out all the stories that I have. I mean, like, I can't, yeah. I, I can't, there's a couple I have to, you know, for legal reasons, not <laughs> dumb down a little bit. Oh yeah. But yeah. like, um, I definitely like, I love, like, I love telling stories. It's like why we have the traveling flask right now. It's like, I love making new stories and I love telling them. And it's yeah. like always, uh, I don't know. It's harder now. Cause I don't like either like all my close friends, they know every single one of my stories and they're like, fucking, here we go again. Like, here we go. Yeah. yeah. You can see it on their face. Like, cause like say someone new will come in and I'll start telling it's just you know i gotta get them caught up you know and then and your like, friends start telling them yeah like the they'll cut in you. on my jokes and i'll be like oh you son of a bitch you're gonna fucking cut me off on the one joke that i have in the story <laughs> yeah oh, man but yeah anyways um so if we're all if we're all good uh is there anything else do you want to plug like where can people find you um get that music popping off yeah man so i'm on soundcloud right now um can't remember what my tag is, but uh, ah, I'll, I'll put it in it after. after <laughs> I'm on. Yeah, perfect. Um, I'm on SoundCloud. I've got social media and stuff. So I've got links to all that in my social media. So yeah. awesome, man. Sounds great. Um, as always, you can find me at uh, Nick.Dennison for my personal uh, or go follow our Insta at Traveling Flask Podcast on Instagram. Um, we'll see you guys next week.